Hello and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Wednesday and this is the fourth week since the Epiphany. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God, and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many, in various ways, by the prophets, but in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from Deuteronomy, chapter 1 and 2. After you stayed at Kadesh, as many days as you did, we journeyed back into the wilderness in the direction of the Red Sea, as the Lord had told me, and skirted Mount Seir for many days. Then the Lord said to me, You have been skirting this hill country long enough. Head north, and charge the people as follows. You are about to pass through the territory of your kindred, the descendants of Esau, who live in Seir. They will be afraid of you, so be very careful not to engage in battle with them, for I will not give you even so much as a foot's length of their land, since I have given Mount Seir to Esau as a possession. You shall purchase food from them for money, so that you may eat, and you may also buy water from them for money, so that you may drink. Surely the Lord your God has blessed you in all your undertakings. He knows you're going through the great wilderness. These forty years the Lord your God has been with you. You have lacked nothing. So we passed by our kin and descendants of Esau who live in Seir, leaving behind the route of the Arabah, and leaving behind Eleth and Ezion Geber. When we had headed out along the route of the wilderness of Moab, the Lord said to me, Do not harass Moab or engage them in battle, for I will not give you any of its land as a possession, since I have given Ar as a possession to the descendants of Lot. The Amim are large and numerous people as tall as the Anakim, for formerly they inhabited it. Like the Anakim, they are usually reckoned as Rephaim, though the Moabites call them Amim. Moreover, in Harim had formerly inhabited Seir, but the descendants of Esau dispossessed them, 
destroying them and settling in their place, as Israel has done in the land that the Lord gave them as a possession. Now then, proceed to cross the Wadi Zered. So we crossed over the Wadi Zered, and the length of time we had traveled from Kadesh Barnea until we crossed the Wadi Zered was thirty-eight years, until the entire generation of warriors had perished from the camp, as the Lord had sworn concerning them. Indeed, the Lord's own hand was against them, to root them out from the camp until all that had perished all had perished. Just as soon as all the warriors had died off among the people, the Lord spoke to me, saying, Today you are going to cross the boundary of Moab at Ar. When you approach the frontier of the Ammonites, do not harass them or engage them in battle, for I will not give the land of the Ammonites to you as a possession, because I have given it to the descendants of Lot. It also is usually reckoned as a land of Rephaim. Rephaim formerly inhabited it, though the Ammonites call them Zamzumim, a strong and numerous people, as tall as the Anakim. But the Lord destroyed them from before the Ammonites, so they could dispossess them and settle in their place. He did the same for the descendants of Esau, who live in Seir, by destroying the Horim, before them, so that they would could dispossess them and settle them in their place even to the day. As for the Avim, who had lived in the settlements in the vicinity of Gaza, the Kafatorim, who came from Kafter, destroyed them and settled in their place. Proceed on your journey and cross the Wadi Aran, Arnon. In C, I have handed over to you King Sihon, the Amorite of Heshbon and his land. Begin to take possession by engaging him in battle. This day I will begin to put the dread and fear of you upon the peoples everywhere under heaven. When they hear the report of you, they will tremble and be in anguish because of you. The book of Numbers details Israel's 40 years in the wilderness. Though we commonly refer to their track as wandering in the wilderness, Moses here in Deuteronomy summarizes those years as more of a a slow and deliberate march in a circle, going out and then turning and, and coming back. It is a tour of God's faithfulness, care, and concern for those who are part of this family, but not part of this particular story as they make their way to the promised land. These nomadic children of God's covenant who were afraid to enter and possess the land that God had given them now, on their way back, a generation later, are made to see the descendants of Lot, who was Abraham's nephew, and how they settled in the land, a land that also was once filled with giants. They, they travel uh, to the land occupied by the descendants of Esau, that was Jacob's twin brother, from whom Jacob stole the birthright and the blessing. Esau's descendants also live in a land where giants once lived, a land that they now possess also as God's gift. And as the old generation of warriors has died out, a new generation is starting to learn to trust in the Lord. If the Lord can drive out giants for Lot and for Esau, how much more then for the children of the promise and keepers of the covenant, the descendants of Jacob? Perhaps one thing, though, that we should also do when we enter into the world of the Bible is, on one hand, forget, at least for a while, Forget everything we know about a world that is organized by modern nation-states with fairly fixed borders, 
with central governments and organized national military, and so on and so on. The world as we know it is an incredibly recent and novel invention in the history of human beings. And at the same time, it is probably useful to remember how fluid and mobile life in this ancient world could be. And this includes who is included among God's people. Even here, those who are described as the children of Israel, that is, the descendants of Jacob, are not exclusively the biological or familial descendants of Jacob, though most of them probably are, but all who have been accepted and are being accepted into and among this people headed as they are from slavery to promise, are now included in the life of this covenant. Some might remain alien. Some might have become full heirs of the promise, with kin and family of their own, now connected in one way or another to this larger family of God's people. While the Israelites march through these various places where their distant kin have settled on their way, to their own promised place, it also might be worth some time spending some time, it might be worth some time spending uh, some time thinking about the modern world and how it is organized. To contemplate what it means for us to be God's people in a modern world and what we would call ourselves if anyone asked where we belong and how do we fit. What does it mean to those that are wandering in the, in the wilderness, to be called Israelites, the descendants of Jacob and Abraham and Isaac? What does it mean for us to be called Christ's people in this world, especially when we consider that our origins and our, our ties and our connections are so much more ancient than these kind of political arrangements that organize the world? Perhaps one of the discoveries that have come with the recent study of human DNA in recent years is that our boundaries really are less fixed, and our identities can be much more fluid than most of us had realized. And in the midst of it all, we are related to one another in one way or another, because we are all God's most precious creatures, creatures who have moved around quite a bit throughout our time here in God's creation. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears, and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, 
the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord, who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, for the gift of relationship with others. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, and for the people, the ministries, the leaders of St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison. For those who govern the nations of the world, and for people who live in countries split apart by divisions and divisiveness under the threat of strife or warfare, or living in that strife or warfare. For all who are working to bring about peace, healing, reconciliation, international harmony, cooperation, and for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction. For what else do we pray today? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.